Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast, a.k.a. CPFPL, with me, Matt Ford. <laughs> a.k.a. MF. And me, John Richardson, and let's not go into what I'm known as. You can just search my name on Twitter. Can, indeed. Uh, you'll get some very funny interactions on there. But obviously, no FPL this week. International mm-hmm. break, National Non-League Day. We'll talk about all that. But lots of other stuff going on, and Owen has been in touch. Hello, Owen. Uh, yes. Uh, Owen says, I decided to join in the fun and go to the When Will I Die website you mentioned in the last episode. Uh-oh. Imagine my horror when it told me I have just seven years to live. Oh. I'm only 53. Thanks, guys. Quitting my job and cashing in my savings as we speak. I love the pod. Shame I'm only going to be able to enjoy it for another seven years. I mean, I do worry that... Um, directing people towards their own death and that website may not be fully scientific they may make decisions based on bad science uh yes but then well i don't know owen can go one of two ways here can't he to the information he's been given he can say do you know what i need to get back in the gym i need to cut out some of the less uh healthy foods in my diet um i need to work less or owen can say right Seven years left, go full Nicolas Cage. As he says, quit the job, cash in the savings. And and then I think we are slightly culpable for what I think people around Owen will call a, a sort of self-enforced spiralling demise. When you say full Nick Cage, do you mean full Charlie Sheen? Uh, oh, no, I didn't mean in real life. I meant leaving Las Vegas. I see, I see. You, you meant Not sort clear. of uh, actual gun-toting, drug-addled breakdown. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you meant. Yeah. I wasn't sure what you meant actually by go full Nick Cage. He's obviously done a lot of film. I thought you meant what's he going to do? Cut John Travolta's face off and stick it over his own? Yeah, just keeps putting bunnies in boxes for seven years. Um, just generally overacting daily life. I want a copy of The Sun. <laughs> oh, working on a new impression there. Always nice to be nice for the listeners to be at uh, ground level on uh, the next Edinburgh show there. Well, I doubt and uh, Nicholas Cage or Nick, as I called him in the last episode, and got <laughs> yeah, Nicky baby. I've just always called him Nick Cage. I just yeah, always... Nicky, Nicky Sea Boy. I think yeah, maybe of it's because of the Cage stuff. Nick Cave, and yeah. th- that gives you an existing structure through which to process uh, Mister Cage's name. Who's your favourite actor, Nick Cage or Tommy C, or do you like Danny D Boy? I don't know who the other two are. Are you just making them up? Tom Cruise and Danny DeVito. That's what you call him, isn't it? That's what you called well, him the other night. Tommy C and Danny D, boy. John, I've got to tell you, I watched Top Gun Maverick last night with a bowl of minestrone soup, and oh, my <laughs> boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Firstly, on the soup, finally got it to the consistency I wanted. I, I really struggled God. with minestrone. It, it oh. becomes more of a kind of pasta and bean stew. 
Don't put pasta in it anymore. It's not a minestrone then, is it? It's a form of minestrone. It's don't not go, a minestrone. Don't go grassy. Tell me up. what's in it and I'll tell you what it should be called. Okay, here we go. Slop. <laughs> Can you just, sorry. Ford you're slop. a gentleman. Sorry, if he wants to listen to the answer, Mr. Speaker, I've this the question several times. Puts in onion, garlic, celery, carrot, uh, cannellini beans, tin tomatoes, vegetable stock, cabbage. Cabbage. Uh, two Ooh. tablespoons of tomato puree and season. Tomato puree? <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, Liza Minnelli. <laughs> what are you calling me Liza Minnelli for? God damn it. Can I get my tomato puree? Tomato puree. <laughs> <laughs> tomato puree. Well, how do you say it then? Tomato puree. Tomato puree. Like pot puree. Tomato puree. <laughs> how do you tell me how to say it then? I got a load of shit the other day for the last Oh, no, don't ever change that. That's brought me that's brought me more joy than anything for a long time. <laughs> what the Onions, f- garbage, tomato puree. <laughs> Oh, I didn't... Re- oh. Okay, well, thoughts with the uh, Honourable Member's partner at the news of the cabbage. Just a couple of leaves. Just a couple of... Yeah, leaf mm-hmm. of cabbage, finely chopped. Added White cabbage, to- red cabbage, Savoy cabbage. You know, it was the only... It was kind of... Th- I actually don't know what it was called. I think it was Savoy. But my local supermarket's cabbage section. I don't know if anyone else has been having this, but general, finding like dark greens, just terrible standard mm. at the moment. Mm. Well, we're in um, what they call the hunger gap. Go on. Well, the hunger gap is the period when we've really spent our uh, beans as far as the cruciferous uh, vegetables are concerned, your kales, your cabbages and things like that. But the new spring growth isn't through yet, and they call it the hunger gap. It's where, it's where we struggle to get fresh produce. Okay, transition from one season to another, effectively, is what you're saying. And yes, gr- yes. Harvesting. Um, what was the word you used? Cruciferous. Cruciferous, yes. What's that? I've never heard that before. It's, it's sort biblical. Of- I think it's to do with the way they grow, to be honest, but it's the sort of green leafy vegetables. Um, I mean, I think broccoli also Easter. counts as a cruciferous vegetable also. It feels kind of eastery, doesn't it? Brassicas, cauliflower, cabbage, kale. I've never heard any of these words before. Well, I've heard cauliflower, kale, but I've not heard cruciferous or, or what was the other one? Well, perhaps that's what we should, um, perhaps that's what we should christen your soup then. Fordy's cruciferous feast. With tomato puree. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was very nice. Anyway, the minestrone was great. There's some in yeah. the Tupperware in the fridge. I should be having that for my Good lad. Much. You bulk, you bulk, uh, bulk cook. That's the I way. Do. I do, I do, I do. Um, anyway, watch Top Gun Maverick. I'm not sure if you've seen it yet. No, I haven't. I can't be bothered to go back and watch the original Top Gun first. I think that's what's putting me off, and I'm sure I don't need to. Can I tell you? I've never yeah. seen the first one. And wow. I love Wow. Yeah, yeah. Never wow. seen the first Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's um for a man who pines after the 80s 90s culture like you do that surprises me i'd have had you down as an annual watch on top gun it's just i never got round to it i mean there's so many things i haven't watched john as i'm sure the same will be for you i've never seen the league of gentlemen i would like to see that um <sighs> Wouldn't i've never seen that. what else have i not seen oh any of game of thrones i'm not that bothered about that um there's lots of things. I guess the older you get, the more you realise, the more you know, that you, you realise the more you don't know. Well, it sounds like you have, much like Owen, you've been affected this week by the ticking of that old clock. I think the uh, I think you might not be thinking about the figures, but I think knowing the point at which it ends for you, is, uh, it sounds like it has changed the way you think. 
Well, it certainly made me want to hurry up and watch Top Gun Maverick before it comes off now. To, you know, you've waited to see a film, you think, I'm going to see that at the cinema, and then you just don't get to see it at the cinema. Yeah, it's one of the great things. We could do a whole podcast on that. Well, it actually drives me mad because I think that is, and it is a cinema film that was that was that was made to be seen on the big screen, and I didn't get that opportunity, and I'm still kicking myself. Um, Did you but, get your girlfriend to make plane noises, sort of running around the room to give you the sense of sort of surround sound? I'd had the um, minestrone soup, hadn't I? So a, a, a dish oh, for beans yeah. and cabbage allowed for an element of surround. <laughs> Um, um, and then, yes, then what happens is, uh, is what they call the um, streaming gap as we move from cruciferous <laughs> films um, at the cinema to mm. um, the spring blockbusters films. aren't out yet. Well, the pro- what happens is, this is what happens is, you, you, I'm signed up to God knows how many Disney Plus, Netflix, Prime, now to you. are doing fine, aren't you? Tax deductible, of course they are. They're, are they? Well, yeah, you've you've done a Nicolas Cage impression. I think that that pretty much anything you, any any form on which you've watched a Nicolas Cage film instantly now becomes tax deductible. I've mentioned Tom Cruise, so that's that's Maverick done. So if I buy a Porsche and do a Nick Cage impression in it, that Porsche yeah. becomes tax deductible. Absolutely fine. You can uh, you can uh, take the tax off all your vegetables in your in your minestrone soup. That now becomes a work meal that you had last night. Oh, my God. I mean, this is just... Uh, the tax system in this country is mad, isn't it's it? It's crazy. Well, basically, everything you touch is tax deductible. That's that's what I understand. It's a while you're working. So, you know, the the chair, if you look at, if you look outside and see somebody else's house, I think you own that, and that's tax deductible. Are you looking out of a window now? Yeah, yeah. What can you see? Just loads of other flats. Right, well, they're all yours, and uh, oh, tax gratis. I'll tell you what, Rishi hasn't got much stuff right. This sounds like a right old laugh. They, is this a new thing? No, it's always been the case. Um, that's as far as I understand it, yeah. Um, no. Obviously, podcasting's really brought it to life because anybody who does a podcast now is self-employed individual, so basically. And I, and I think podcasting, I haven't checked the legal sort of loopholes, but I think like a voice note is a podcast. You know, if, I think more than five minute long WhatsApp voice note is a podcast. So if you're walking along the street and you're recording a voice note and it runs over five minutes, congratulations, you're a shareholder in Sainsbury's. Wow. I mean, this is just... It's all worth... It's all on the HMRC website. But, you know, you, you've, you've got to get the help that's being offered to you in these troubled times and take it. I agree. Um, so what, what you do get is, just to wheel back to the old uh, TGM, is that you get... Um, when you've got your streaming platforms, what inevitably happens is they'll come on like Amazon Prime home premiere for mm. like 16 quid. And you go, oh, it's only just been on at the cinema. I missed it. And now I've got the chance to watch it. And then I think, hang on, hang on. You're already paying for all these platforms so that you can watch films like this as part of your monthly fee. You're going to buy it now. Mm. And then what's the point in having all the other? So wait, 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 wait. So I wait, 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 waited. And it finally came on. And But it's been on Now TV for a while now. So part of me is thinking, oh, no, it's going to come off. And then I'll have missed it at the cinema and when it was free to well, not free, but part of my subscription model. So I was like, we need to watch this. And, and I wonder if, actually, just to then wheel back to your point, whether me figure, you know, being told that I've not got long to live, yeah. um, sat underneath that decision. I think so. I think definitely. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think so. Um, and I, I just wonder if you've got any more on the sort of timing of your decision to watch it, read the subscriptions. It was a particularly exciting part of the anecdote. I wonder if you've got, got any more on that. Well, I know you're being sarcastic, but I will engage in it <laughs> earnestly because I think other people uh, are actually genuinely interested. John, yeah, do uh, get in touch if, if you want to know what the subscription models are, exactly what the lag is, uh, and, and at what point they become chargeable again. I'm sure Fordy's got that information for you and is willing to pass it on. Hello at cpfpl.com. Actually, can speak specifically to Top Gun Maverick because obviously it was used to drive um, subscribers to a new subscription platform. Do you know what it was? Uh, nope. Wrong. Paramount Plus. <laughs> right. Okay. So there's another one. You go, what? You're never paying for Paramount Plus. Exactly. I waited. Then it comes on home premiere. Waited. Now TV, here's my chance. Why have I left it? God knows how long. I'm Whoa. still very much uh, a child of the 80s and 90s. And I'm suspicious when, you know, like a film comes on telly. Mm-hmm. I mean, straight to VCR is the sort of terminology of our youth. But then some films would go straight to like TV. Even with a film like Top Gun Maverick, when it becomes like on the streaming services immediately. Yeah. I know it's the new model, but a part of me as an 80s child still thinks, well, it must be shit then. Yeah, that must be a knockoff. You know what I remember, actually? I'll never forget. You know, odd conversations you remember. Remember a film came out called Three Ninjas. Do you remember? We'd have been primary school age. Yeah, I've got a vague. Oh, they're kids. Yeah, I, I yeah. never saw it. And it was um, around that time where um, it, it was like the sort of thing that young boys in the. I'm, I'm talking about maybe like nine, ten years old. Yeah, well, it was aimed at pathetic kids. Like, I remember the old one was like a tall, blonde, like cool American kid, and it was for dweebs like me in Lancashire to think that's the one I would be. Yes, same, 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 same. I remember we must have been because we were in the street having this conversation. It's so odd that I remember this conversation so vividly. Uh, Just a couple of classmates, so we must have been on like a school trip or something because we were walking as a class through Snenton in Nottingham. (laughs) I love it when you say Snenton. (laughs) Snentered. <laughs> I'm going to listen back to how I said some art up here. Anyway, um, and everyone was like, you're going to go see Free Ninjas. And um, a lad in our class said, I'm just going to wait for it to come on telly. And I remember thinking then, but we're going to be so old. But it, And it was mm. so casual. It was like, I'll just wait for it to come on telly. Now, back then, I would have said the lag from cinema to telly was at least two years. At least, if not three. And I just thought... I, but he was he wasn't like, oh, my mum says I can't go and watch it. So I just have to see it in three years, lads. He was like, oh, I'm just going to wait for it to come on telly. I was like, he's so comfortable with waiting. I found it so yeah. impressive. And it, I think it was the first time, in a way, I'd been emotionally moved by a classmate. <laughs> you admired his just um, complete lack of um, su- succeeding to the pressure well, yeah, to because, go to the you know, cinema it's just yeah, like, no, whatever, guys. like oh yeah everything's got to be cool you got the latest thing obviously never had the latest yeah. thing but like you wanted the latest thing he didn't even seem to want it and, and i really admired him yeah have you seen three ninjas guys uh have you seen the sunrise over the soon to be redeveloped swamplands of east nottingham yeah people yeah, will be eating truffle crisps on that one day you <laughs> cow i'm just i'm just googling three ninjas i'm on there now i can tell you the lead character was samuel rocky douglas jr um, the younger brother was Jeffrey Colt Douglas, and the youngest brother was, I don't think you'd get away with this now, Michael Tum Tum Douglas, the youngest brother known for his large appetite and fondness for sweets. It was a real, um, it was a real part of the 80s, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, you, you truffle shuffle, all that stuff. Yeah. I that's, mean, 
Oh my god, they had a, they, they had quite a few um three sequels. It's four, it's a quadrilogy, the three wow. um, the dynasty. But the first one came out in nineteen ninety-two, so I would have been nine when that came out. And I it's mad. I I remembered my exact age, did I not? Did you? I drifted off. <laughs> um, well a ninja would have pounced. So watch it. <laughs> I'm always waiting for the ninja. Fuck. Now, budget of six and a half million dollars. It grossed twenty nine mil. <laughs> Diminishing returns, though, just to let you know, the Rotten Tomatoes thirty two percent on the first three ninjas, fifteen percent on three ninjas kick back. Three ninjas knuckle up doesn't even have enough reviews to get one, and three ninjas high noon at Mega Mountain gets naught percent. Three ninjas knuckle up. You can't say that anymore either. That's very much uh, that's very much something from the nineties, and I'm glad that's gone too. Maybe at one of our live shows. We'll do a watch along. Yeah, I think so. Let's let's yeah, let's get an audience going for this film that's had thirty years and the, the public have spoken and said we don't want to watch it as shit. Let's absolutely subject our audience to three ninjas knock a lot. Oh, you think actually maybe it's the wrong decision that we shouldn't do it? Uh probably not. I think we'll pick a bigger film because not to return to a previously had debate, but it becomes tax mm-hmm. deductible and I think we then become shareholders in all future earnings. Again, I'll we check the HMRC producers. website. But I think if we basically do a watch on of Gladiator, then we own a part of Russell Crowe. I don't want to I own think... a part of Russell Crowe. Do you not? No, you got give me back. <laughs> I'll have a, a bit, bit of Russell Crowe. No, I'd rather have a bit of hmm. Getting a bit weird this now, isn't it? Well, do you know if I could take away something from anybody? Go on, Tom Hanks. I would take away the part of Harry Kane that had a uh, video call with Rishi Sunak this week. Have you seen the video call? I couldn't watch it. It came up on one of the old, you know, sponsored feeds or whatever, and I saw the first. I saw as far as hello, hello there. Oh, fuck off! Get out of football. And I just. I'm going to watch it. You're going to watch it I now. Feel sorry. I feel for Harry because he's such a nice man. Yeah, he's been put in a position he doesn't want to be in, does he? You have to say it's savvy on Sunak's part to pounce. I don't know. It made me hate him more. Okay. If such a thing is possible. Bad move is what we're saying. Well, I just thought, it's too late for you. Oh, hang on. Yeah, I, I don't like that guy based on everything he's done in power. But then I saw him have an awkward conversation with an England striker right at the point that he thought he'd become most profitable to use. And it really changed my mind. I just just watch the start of it. Kane has to lead the conversation a bit. I'm, just kind of, I'm good. How are you? How are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Just to say a massive congratulations to you. Oof. Personally. I'll tell you what I do think actually is. I, I would rather live in a country where Prime Ministers do congratulate all-time leading England scorers than not. Um, you know? I have to put my yeah. party affiliations aside and say, actually, I don't mind if a Prime Minister rings up Harry Kane and goes, well done, mate. Although he obviously didn't say well done, mate. It's that, it's that really eggy. The problem is with Rishi Sunak, you get the... I, you know, he says he's a Southampton fan. I'm sure he's been to games. He doesn't... He's that sort of posh bloke where you just think I don't think you actually do like football he doesn't look like a man carrying the pressure of relegation on his shoulders does he no it's not that it's that kind of yeah I thought it was a really good game actually and you just like oh when you talk about football yeah it makes I just me... can't wait to get a bit more time to get down the dell and uh, you know see Latisse thrashing the ball in the back of the old uh, onion bag <laughs> it is a bit like that you just gotta make just stick to just do polo and 
fox hunting and, and that's the order of things but also i, I don't think it works I'd, I'd be surprised if anybody i mean i think you're the exception is is glad that rishi sunak has called what i would love is to see him say wow, you know we're just yeah. we're just all so glad to see you become england's leading goal scorer and harry kane say do you know what having this conversation i wish i'd fucking missed i Ooh. wish i'd hit the post mate or if harry kane um started to sort of reveal left wing yeah, thanks for the call, but you know I'll be voting Labour. I think um, Keir Starmer's better person to lead the country. Uh, NHS is a mess, you know. Well, Starmer famously Arsenal, uh, so he's got that in common with Harry Kane. Well, exactly, exactly. Arsenal roots, football boots—that's what they say. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem. Of a detour. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Hi, I'm going to whisper some things to you now about Crunch Chocolate Bars. Because apparently this whispering thing is a thing that makes you feel things. It's saying... Something crunchy is coming in the candy wrapper language. Mm. Imagine your tongue hiking up those crispy, rocky ridges. Now, drum roll, please. Wow, that's good. Crunchy, munchy chocolate doesn't whisper. Turn up the bun with crunch. Um, do you know what we haven't talked about for a long time? The curse of CPFPL. Yes. It has to be noted that last week arriving at your party was Antonio Conte. And out of the blue, Spurs make the decision to sack him this week. I don't think anybody saw that coming. I think a real shock. I think I was one of the few people to sort of speculate that that might be on the cards on the podcast this week. Mm -hmm. Um, What are your thoughts on the sacking of Antonio Conte? Well, that's what it means to me is is that you are now the source of the curse and not me. Oh, I think that's been clear for some time, hasn't it? I think you passed the curse on early this season. Yeah. Yeah, so you are the curse and not me. So you are now the dark wizard. I am but a humble... I'm kind of like Merlin. I'm like a um, quite pleasant... You're one magician. of the three ninjas. I'm one of the three ninjas. I'm Tum Tum. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Tum Tum Ford. The uh, England game was on Channel 4 this week. Mm. Obviously, Channel Four have thought let's let's basically do a mashup. Let's tie up some of our greatest loved formats. So they've done England players playing Countdown. Oh yeah, didn't even get the bloody call, mate. Didn't even get the text. Oh, did others? Did was Jimmy Carroll oh, there? Rachel Riley was there. Rachel, I, I think this is a move on behalf of Riley because I wasn't there. Jimmy wasn't there. She's basically been Rachel, Susie, and Jimmy. It's absolute. I mean, it's, it's it was a gesture. Huh? 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 <laughs> yeah, she yeah, had a full, full outfit change. But uh, Bakayo Saka was uh, um, sort of being Susie Dent at one point. Okay, it's, it's very nice. Nice to see. Nice and to see them. You know, I think realize. I think I don't think I'm seen as an athlete. 
uh, correct me if I'm wrong, hello at cpfbl.com. I don't think mm-hmm. people consider me athletic, but you could see the fear in their eyes doing what I do week in, week out. And I think if I did bump into any of the England lads now, I think they would show me a bit more respect. You know, were I to bump into, um, you know, Eric Dyer, he'd say, God, you know, we, we had a go at what you do. And I've got to say, hardest game in the world. You know, I just couldn't do what you do. The the pressure there to... Um, do the the little numbers thing when the little clock is going do 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 you know you, you basically that's like a world cup final and you're doing it week in week out double records mm. you are you are very brave john i mean you know the whole country does really uh well where's my call where's my call from the pm i mean i am definitely i i, I think i'm right in saying this I, I i think in the history of countdown i must be the leading scorer I don't oh. think anyone in the history of Countdown has ever scored as many points as I have. The phone's ringing, John. Do you want to answer it? Oh, um, hello. Hi, John. I just wanted to congratulate you on scoring more points on Countdown than any panellist in the show's history. Oh, who's this? <laughs> uh, great sense of humour. Uh, and it's that it's that lovely sense of humour that's really made the country fall in love with you. Uh, of course, it's your Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak. Oh, hello there. It's um, it's an absolute nightmare to talk to you. Um, if you need any help with uh, numbers, uh, I don't know if there's, there seems to be a few problems uh, in your crew at the moment regarding numbers and perhaps where money might be spent. Um, I can tell you now I'm available for a cheaper rate than most of the people uh, around you, your, your Hancocks, your Hands, all these people. Yeah. You ten you ten G an hour lot. Well look, I know that people are looking at our government and saying, Hey, look, guys, you said you're gonna bring inflation down. You said you're gonna get economic growth going, and you've also said that you're gonna sink the small boats. And I think what I really want to do is is focus on sinking those boats in the channel because I think that's what most people care about. Sure. And um if I could just it's an opportunity for you really in front of our audience to to just let loose and talk about football for a bit. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about Southampton. Why do you think they're in uh some of the problems that that they're in this season and who are your favorite players? Yeah. Well, look, as you know I'm a big uh, sainty boy. Um a big fan of Southampton, you know, as we all know, we're founded on the 21st of November, 1885. Um, and we play at St. Mary's Stadium, which has a capacity of 32,383. Are you on uh, Wikipedia? No. No? These are all facts. You're reading your tattoos? Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, obviously we compete uh, in the Premier League and we used to play at St. Mary's. No, we do play at St. Mary's and we used to be at the Dell. Um, mm. And we're called the Saints, John, um, because... Um, you know, our club's beginnings uh, were, were church football team at St Mary's Church. So, look, I, I think that I've laid out and my government has laid out um, a detailed plan as to why I'm a Southampton fan. And, you know, I loved watching, um, um, you know, Ricky Lambert um, score in the uh, the match. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, I, you just want to see goals, you know, um, mm. and, I, and I think we're going to bloody well score them. Okay, um, well, I'm going to let you go. I'm sure you're busy fucking everything up. Um, just, just to give you a little tip off. Um, I work with a man called Matt Ford, uh-huh. and um, yeah, great satirist. No, not that one. Um, let, let's just say, oh, the shit one, that one. Yeah, Tom Tom. Um, yeah, loves the Chinese. Yeah, what's his um catchphrase? Tomato puree. Tomato puree. <laughs> 
Yeah, I knew that. Yes, well, let, let's just say your friends at HMRC might benefit from a closer inspection of his tax return. I had a chat with him this morning, and he's basically claiming everything. I mean, he's got right. no understanding of how the tax system works whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, I heard um, that he'd been given advice that anything he looked at was tax deductible, and I mm. think anyone giving that advice uh, would be uh, subject to police enforcement action. Uh, okay, well, uh, Prime Minister Rishi Sunak, sit on it and swivel. Saints are going down, and I hope you follow them soon after. Go f*** yourself. F*** you later. Well, uh, what a oh. privilege it was to get that How call. How does that feel? How does that yeah, feel, John? It's just, uh, just nice to have the acknowledgement, really, that I am England's greatest goal scorer. Mm, a, a point scorer on <laughs> countdown. I, I did, did we watch that countdown bit in the pub then? Uh, yeah, we did, yeah. Did we? <sighs> yeah, I, I think remember. we did. Yeah, because it was... Oh, no, well, I think that was before the second game. No, I tell a lie. Oh, right. I think they had that before the Ukraine game. It does feel weird, Channel 4 doing football, doesn't it? Yes, yes. And, it does and it I, feel like... It's like... You always feel like there's going to be a series... It'd be almost like if the Guardian started doing page three. You know, like, I don't think this is what your kind of vibe is. I don't know. It just feels like there's always going to be a sort of journalistic element to it. Yeah, well, I don't know. It sort of speaks to the uniqueness of it that they've that, that they've done a mashup. You know, the BBC wouldn't do like a you know Eastenders. Oh, we're showing a football game. Let's get them down the Queen Vic. You yeah, you sort of don't need to do that, do you? But that well, said, uh... if they do it again, I obviously would. You know, just just love to be involved, guys. Just give me the call. You know, who doesn't want to see me and Calvin Phillips just um, hugging on the countdown set? Maybe some. Uh, you know, just uh, light, light physical contact. There's just something like that. Just yeah. holding, just holding each other on the set in front of the big clock. Ooh. Who doesn't want to see that? Probably him. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think everyone wants to see it. So we, we've got to, we've got to make it happen. Make it happen, guys. They listen. They're always listening. We we sort of briefly touched on football there. Obviously, there's no uh, Premier League action, but there is space and time. And um, what's interesting is the mess that is the bottom of the Premier League, that just that last win that Leeds had has has changed the Easter fortunes of all their fans. It's amazing how we're in, we're in no less trouble now, really, than we were a week, two weeks, three weeks and four weeks ago. But it feels like, do you know what? We're 14th. Get a couple of wins and we're going to be all right. What's, uh, what's the mentality at Nottingham Forest at the moment going into well, the... International break. Slightly different, obviously. I mean, I don't mind the internet. I, I loved Saka's goal, by the way, against Ukraine. I thought it was great. It was a lovely strike. Peach. And and Kane's pass for Saka's assist and Kane's finish. So, oh, that is what he does. Loved it all. Um, well, obviously, the, the dark clouds are gathering. I've got my Leeds tickets now. I'm going to Leeds United. So jealous. I'm so forest. sorry not to be there with you to protect you from what, to be honest, is going to be an absolute verbal onslaught. Yeah. Um, but I wish I was going to be there. I'm, so, I, I'm missing a lot of games this season, and it's upsetting me. Well, I this, think you get to more than I run. do. So, uh, you know, you, you, you're ahead of me in that regard. But we've got Wolves at home on Saturday. Huge! We've got Arsenal away this week. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it sort of doesn't matter, provided we don't get injuries. And of course, Max Vober got injured on international duty. It's not very good for us. But as long as they're all back for the, for the, for the. I mean, Arsenal. I'd put out the under twelves. You know what I mean? Doesn't matter, does it? Let them have their fun. 
and then we've got our crucial games coming up. Yeah, but we've got to destroy Nottingham Forest. That is the that is the only a, a, a victory that is so comprehensive that uh, you, the club basically folds. And and if you lose, if you lose at home to said, yeah, I think we'll Reds. probably get relegated. Now on that night, so the Tuesday night, and we may well speak before then. Mm. Listen to these fixtures: Bournemouth, Brighton, Leeds, Forest, Leicester, Villa, Chelsea, Liverpool. So actually, if Brighton beat Bournemouth, we beat you, and Villa beat Leicester, then it all just flip reverses all over again. Mm. It's, it's going to be Europe. A, it's going to be a horrific end to the season, isn't it? it it's it, going to be really yes. unpleasant for anyone who is a fan of one of those bottom clubs. And we for are. everyone else, it's going to be a delight. We are. We are. Let's and be honest. That, we are. What do you think? Because as a Leeds fan, I'm under no illusions that to the neutral. Uh, by which I mean fans of other clubs. Mm-hmm. You know what? Like I will say, I tell you, I wish would be the bottom three. I yeah. know for a fact that almost ninety nine percent of fans of other clubs would put Leeds in their dream bottom three to go down. Oh, 100 percent. Maybe change slightly under Bielsa. But what are you still of this sort of misguided belief that everybody loves Forest? Not misguided. Hang on, you've 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 misrepresented both sides of the equation there mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the belief mm-hmm. i have is not misguided which is that um as far as neutrals went and i, I think this applied more last season than this season th- there was a general view i would say that it would be nice to have forest back in the premier league yeah for a bit yeah now since then i would say perhaps the um transfer policy may have um changed people's opinion a little bit um, and then, obviously, individual rivalries develop, don't they? And Twitter being the place it is, yada, yada, yada. But I would still say, <laughs> on the whole, people prefer Forest to Leeds. Uh, and based on what you've just said, I think you agree. I think probably. Well, I think people love to hate Leeds. I think it's one of those clubs that people want around so they could. I think this is their the dream period. I think they're enjoying the fact that we've had Bielsa and we were all prick the bishop again for a while and um and now it's all falling apart again then it falls apart then it falls apart so <laughs> i do sing that to myself from time to time i could tell you exactly who the most hated clubs uh in the premier league are okay um i can tell you that um Leeds United are uh, much more disliked than nottingham forest unfortunately okay, so the company midnight have done a study of only a thousand fans, which I don't mm. think. I mean, if you interview a thousand Leeds fans, you're going to get a very specific set of results. Um, they've spoken to a thousand fans who attended Premier League matches to talk about different fan bases. So Premier not certainly League. the club, but the fan base. Um, and the most disliked fan base in the Premier League is. Oh, hang on. So this is the fans that. The so that's fans slightly different. Talking about other fans. Yeah, rather than just the club. Um, so who are the most dislikable fans in the Premier League? Uh, Liverpool? No, uh, Liverpool were um, second with 15.6%. Man United? Manchester United, 20%. One in five votes for Manchester United, followed by Liverpool. Chelsea and Arsenal, third and fourth. I mean, that's just basically who's the top four for the last 10 years, isn't it? Yeah. Um, And then tied for fifth place... Still in Europe, um, Tottenham Hotspur and Leeds United. Um, so producer Danny and uh, myself um, amongst the fifth most unpopular set of fans in the country. Um, and it's mad, isn't it? That's on of, you. Uh, it's not the players they hate, it's you. It's you two. Uh, do you think? Well, yeah, you're the fans. 
Yeah, I'm a bit of a twat. They hate Danny and they hate you. So where do I come in the league? Uh, I can't see. Let's have a look. Uh, Nottingham Forest came out as the fan base with the nicest set of supporters with only (laughs) 0.6% of votes against them. Well, well, well. Thank you, Britain. What would you like to speak to uh, the people and just thank them for? It's basically saying you're not you're not really seen as a threat. That's what it is. You look at the no, clubs no, no. at the top. They're the hardest hit. They're the they're the clubs that take points off you. The fans are there week in week out. They cheer when they win. They cheer when they lose. I think that's what they're saying. Like God, I hate these fans who really get behind their club. I'll tell you no. what fans I don't mind the nice the nice ones. This is going cauldron, mate. Have a cob and shit their pants on the way home. Well, that's great. I, I want to congratulate the British people on their um, judgment. Mm-hmm. On the whole, the British people get the big calls right, and this once again proves it. Well done, Britain. You nailed it. I felt like a paddy power. Well done, Britain. You nailed it. You're mm. welcome. Awful business. What, my impressions? Paddy power. Paddy power. Paddy power. <laughs> Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Before we go, mm-hmm. would you like, um, given that Forest are getting relegated, would you like some more good news? I'd love some good news. 442 Mag, which I think they're going to have to rename now, aren't they? Because this 442 won't mean anything to modern football no. fans. They'll have to call it like 451 or the inverted Christmas tree. Or 424. Whatever. Pass it out from the back. I'm sick of it passing out from the back. I hate it. But also... Uh, um, formations change during games, so they have to keep like, reprinting it during the week. Mm. It starts four Bit. two four, then it'd be like three Bloody five nightmare. three. Like, oh man, mm. what they have done a article on the best badges in the okay. Premier League, and who yes. do you think came on top? Well, obviously, I think it was Forest. It was Forest, yeah. It is because it is. I mean, objectively, you have to accept it is beautiful. Well, yeah. I mean, it helps that you 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 called Forest, so you know. It's, it's going to be a tree, isn't it? Not a well, lot. Yeah, but it could have been. It could have been a state. That's the forget. great thing about Nottingham not having anything else in its sort of history. It's not no. It's not known for anything. There's no sort of notable people from there. It's just forest. Do a picture of a tree. Well, it wasn't our original crest, was it? 
so you're wrong there. And secondly, it could have that could have been uh, you know multiple trees. It's it's the simplicity, the beauty of the badge that. Do you know what really it reminds respect. me of? Go on. The Conservative Party logo. No, it doesn't. You're just saying yeah, that's trying to arise at me. No, it doesn't. It's a tree. You no, both pick trees. Yeah, the two trees. Well, the trees are on all sorts of things. The it Tories mean... and the forest, they're the same people. And what does you that got the same on. PR company in to consult, didn't you? No, didn't. People love trees. No, no, no. An architect came up with it. It was a, it was what a, a waste of money. Evening Post in the 70s. <laughs> you know nothing. I love how defensive you're getting. And don't forget, we had the tree first. It was, it was Cameron that brought in the tree logo. Before then, it was the hand holding the torch. So Cameron's a forest fan. Well, he doesn't know what club he supports, does he? Villa. No. Uh, Burnley, you know, any West Ham, you know, anything in claret and blue. The forest logo could the be drawn. Logo. Ah, you twat. Yeah, because you, you knew, you know what, whenever you mess up and then you get called on it, it really hurts you. Um, what what have I been called upon? Go on then, what are you well, talking about? Go on, slag it no, off more was, then, what else are you going to No, no, I wasn't going to slag it off, I was going to make a joke about something I've already made too many jokes about this week, I'm going to save it because I think it's going to become a runner. Yeah. Should we do hit the post? Yes. Nathan has emailed on a walk. Get right. in touch if you're on a walk. Hello at cpfpl.com. He's addressed it specifically to me. So oh, really? So do you want to hear this? He says, yeah, hi, Matt. Go on, then. All right, Nathan. He says, I'm out on a walk right now, so I thought I'd email in. I agree with John. I can't really work oh. if I've got music on. But obviously, see, this is the thing. It's one for you and one for me, isn't it? One, he's obviously listening to the podcast while he's walking, Team Matt. Uh, but then he says he can't work if he's got music on. Team John, and then he adds, "Thanks, no granddad Nathan." Oh, all right. Odd, he's emailed you to agree with me. Yeah, perhaps he doesn't want me inflated. Don't want my ego pumped up anymore. Mm, I think a lot of people feel like that. Yeah, he would have got too much swagger on him. That little arsehole. Sam has emailed in on last week's controversy. Hi, Sam. Um, hi, both. He says, "Hi." That's mate. how you start an email. Get everyone involved. Oh, that, strictly speaking, that does exclude producer Danny. So if you could not listen to this, please, Danny. Um, just listening to season two, episode 53. Means yes, I know the one. John wanted details on why a fellow emailer was parking so far away from his office. I, too, am someone who parks 20 minutes away from their office, and this is due to a few factors within Manchester City Centre. Parking can be very expensive. City. So I use... The early bird special at Victoria train station. Okay. I get in before 9am and I can park for up to 12 hours for £5.50. The subsequent walk also allows me to get a Greg's breakfast along the way. Bacon sandwich, no butter, plenty of brown sauce and an Americano. It gives me plenty of time to insult every member of staff I work with in my head before I arrive at the office. Um, Lots lovely. going on there. He Lots says, going on. keep up the good work, loving the pod. Please, can you arrange a minute's applause for me when I die? Cheers, Sam. Happy to do so. Oh, he's not died yet. Well, I'm just giving him a, 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 a trailer. That's what it part You it don't. Well, I mean, I will say, if you die, the sound of one person applauding sounds sarcastic. Well, <laughs> slow hand Pause clap. to remember Sam, who listened to the CPFPL podcast. Well done, mate. Um, he, see, what's interesting about that is he's getting his walk in. But then he's crashing that by having a Greg's breakfast. Yeah, I don't think it's an exercise walk. I'm a banana I think it's pal. A, I think it's a mental exercise walk. I think what he's saying is I like to make space for my mind at that time in the morning. And I think that's nice. I, yeah. I, I take back everything I said about the uh, commute walkers. What do you think he does for a living? Why is he so um, exercised about insulting his colleagues pre-work? Yeah, 
it suggests a lot of colleagues in a sort of open plan office space, doesn't it? That's not somebody who's going in and he's got his own door that he can close. That's yeah. somebody's. I've got to have yeah. my bacon sandwich now because they'll all take the mick out of me if I walk in with it. I can't have my Americano at my desk because you're not allowed hot drinks at the hot desk. There's a lot of. You don't want to. I mean, it's just down a wormhole of just email after email, but I'm fascinated by the bacon sandwich, no butter. Is that, yeah, a, is well, that a dairy thing? Could be. Could be. Certainly maybe not it's a veganism a, thing. Maybe it's just a slight. Um, it could just be pure personal preference. It could just not maybe like butter that much. It could be a way of reducing the cholesterol. It's a way of just start making it a little bit healthier. Oh, I don't know. You're on a slippery slope there, aren't you, I think? Taking That's, the butter out of a bacon sandwich. It does feel like once you've gone all that way, you might as well just load up. Yeah, absolutely. Or yeah. just get fruit instead. But a bacon sandwich every day, I mean, I think we talked about this before. You know, when you go past a, a, a cafe and you see a lot of builders in there having like the Olympic breakfast, chat. I would need to sleep for days after a meal that big in first thing in the morning. And yet these guys are out there, they're, they're literally building the world. Fueling well, that's by it. processed they're meat and fried bread. Grafting though, aren't they? In a way that I don't think podcasting is a similar exertion. I agree. I agree. But Have you had look, breakfast this morning? Yeah, I have, yeah. What, do you, do you want to know what it was? Yogurt, chopped yeah. apple. Yeah. Um, Come on. Not banana. Yes, chopped banana. Um, any more fruit? Blueberries. Blueberries, well done. Get the axiom. And Antioxidants big, in. Big cavity air of freshly ground coffee. Lovely cavity air. Feels <laughs> <laughs> like a nice note to end on. Yes, that's all we've got time for this episode. We'll be back later on in the week. There'll only be another one. <laughs> So get in touch with us. Tweet us at ComediansFPL or email us hello at cpfpl.com. Are you out on a walk right now? Let us know. Also, have you ever tried to get a minute's applause or silence for a friend or relative at a football club? We need you know to what I'm going to do this week. I'm going to make one up and email it in just to end this feature. I'm going to okay. set up a whole new email account and just send in an email so that you can stop asking. And please share, subscribe, review, sign up for extra bonus content at anotherslice.com and leave a five-star review because it helps us get up the charts. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.